Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the EIB Comedy Theatre. Today, the world-famous back-office comedy duo, Kista and Borutz. Hooray! A man flying in a hot air balloon realized that he was lost. He spots a woman down below and descends. Excuse me, can you help me? I promised a friend that I'd meet him half an hour ago, but I'm lost. Where am I? Well, you're in a hot air balloon. You are hovering approximately 30 feet above this field. You're between 40 to 42 degrees north latitude and between 58 and 60 degrees west longitude. Well, why thanks, but you must be working in the back office. Yes, I do. How do you know? Well, everything you told me is technically correct. But I have no idea what to make of it all, and the fact is that I'm still lost. And you, my friend, you must work in front office. Well, I do. But how come you knew that? Well, first of all, you don't know where you are, or where you're going to. You made a promise which you're not going to keep, mm -hmm. and now you're looking to me to solve your problems. And the fact is that you are in exactly the same predicament you were in before we met. Yet, somehow, all the blame is now on being... Uh, the blame is on me at the moment. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, financial comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's the first time. That's the first, first time, time on this podcast that we've had a, a joke on air. First time anything has uh, been funny. funny yes. Actually, we've tried, but mm -hmm. it hasn't it hasn't happened before. So thank you very much. We're joined today by well, you've already heard them, Christian Kister, who's head of loan administration, the loan administration unit um, in the back office of the European Investment Bank and Ildiko Buritz, who's Head of Contracts, Reviews and Amendments Unit, also at the European Investment Bank. Welcome to a Dictionary of Finance. Thank you. Thank you. So when you're not in the back office doing whatever the back office does, we're going to find out all about that today. What do you do, Ildiko? Well, I'm at home and make, I'm making very horrible soups for my family. Mm. I'm, very, I'm a terrible cook, yet I have three men at home to feed. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So they probably eat it in the end. If they're men, right, they'll eat anything in With the end. lots of hot spices, yes. Oh, good. Okay, that's the, that's the cure for anything. Christian, what do you do when you're well, not in that back office? Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy creating sort of mystery worlds um, in, uh, with the help of Photoshop and, um, and film editing. Hmm. But you use, you use material, uh, like everyday material, that you would uh, take photos of your family or your uh, videos of your family, then you would edit them into something completely strange and unreal. Yeah, exactly. So I would take um, my wife, for instance, or my kids, and then I would place them in a landscape um, that I'm creating, mm -hmm. essentially, because you can create anything you want, really. Um, and then, you know, you can add uh, fairy wings or... Pixie dust for the kids. Wow. Well, you do, well, what, what, do they, what do they think of it? Well, they love it, of yeah? course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will you do a picture of Allah with fairy wings and pixie dust and we'll put it on the website? <laughs> mm. he'd, look, he'd look great. I don't think it'll work on me, but I think it'll look nice on you. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> and if you subscribe to this podcast um, and get in touch with us on Twitter, then maybe we'll send you Ildiko's recipe for soup. Absolutely. Uh, because you can subscribe to this. Indeed, you should subscribe to this uh, on iTunes, Spotify, 
where else? Everywhere else where you can get podcasts. And then episodes like this will mysteriously appear just like that right in front of you on your on your phone. Allah will come bursting out of your phone every week at you with fairy dust. And then you wouldn't have to uh, listen to find out what's going to be next week's podcast. I can tell you now it's going to be on technical assistance. Hmm. Mm. I hope we have some good jokes ready for that. A technical assistance joke. We'll have to we have to work on that in the meantime. But let's get back into the back office. So what what is the back office? Well the the best is perhaps to describe it in a sort of with an analogy. So imagine you are you are sitting in a restaurant. You call the waiter, you're looking at the menu, you're not entirely sure what you should go for, the menu du jour. But not the soup, not the soup. Not the soup. <laughs> but um, so you discuss with the waiter what you should, what you should go for, and you, you see the tartare uh, with, uh, with egg yolk, but uh, you know, that's not really as interesting as you thought. You would rather have the tartare with the mayonnaise, with the capers and, and, and the marshmallows on top. Um, instead of the potatoes, you want the fries. Instead of the, uh, the carrot soup, uh, you want to enrich it with uh, raspberry sauce and, uh, and caramel. So the waiter is going to be a little bit uneasy. He will take note of all of that. He will try to convince you that there are other things that might be just as enticing and delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you insist. And so you go to the kitchen a little bit uneasy, or rather the waiter does. And here you have uh, all the sounds that you hear in the kitchen, people whizzing around and the clanking of uh, pots and pans, the poissonnier who is sharpening his knife. Um, And in a way, you are kind of entering the world of the back office now. Mm. You have the specialists that are working in all kind of uh, uh, areas on the lending side. I'm talking lending now only. And so the waiter is uh, trying to... Uh, you know, convince the chef that he has this this guest uh, who has instructed all this uh, this dish with the marshmallows and the caramel sauce and whatnot, and um, and this is where the the kitchen will adapt. So uh, you have the poissonnier, the saucier, the uh, potager, as they are called, uh, and they will come together and they will discuss how they can meet the needs of of that particular guest because they don't want to lose that star that they've worked for so hard over the, over the past years. And, um, and this is pretty much what, what we are doing in a way as well. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to um, create a, uh, a dish um, that pleases the guest, mm-hmm. um, that is without any fault, uh, and uh, as perfect as, uh, as, uh, as, possible. as possible, essentially. Hmm. And uh, do you... Um, so how does the interaction with the front office uh, work in the sense that I assume that in that example that the waiter is sort of the front office, right? The, the, who works directly yes. with, the, with the client. Um, but in, in a bank, do you, like, do you come up with a dish and you tell the loan officers that we have this great new product, why don't you go and try to sell it to, sell it to the clients? Or is it the loan officer, is it the front office who says that, you know, I've, I've been listening to all these clients and what they want is actually, you know, this more of this caramel sauce and can you just drop whatever else you're doing and just give me the caramel sauce? Yes, I mean, what we try to do is to talk to the waiter and, and find out exactly 
what uh, what the guest uh, would like to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, our preference is just to know what his uh, what his likes are, whether he likes sweets or savory. So we try to go back to the root question and not uh, and and come up with a, a solution that best best fits uh, that particular guest. Mm. Uh, so we 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 are not proposing actively products, but if the loan officer comes to us, if the the, the waiter comes to us and and tells us this is the problem to be solved, we will show an array of solutions, and trying to trying to do a kind of iterative process. What was exactly the question that was coming from from the guest from the borrower, and then try to fit. So usually there's a lot lot of back and forth going on mm. until we find the optimal solution. So let's say the let's stick with the food there. So when mm-hmm. the when the person who's eating says, "I'd like an egg white omelet with mm-hmm. the little shallots chopped very small and all that kind of thing," and it's not on the menu, the loan officer then has to figure out with you how much that's going to cost. Is that part of what the the back office does? Then? Well, first of all, we have to see whether we have shallots at all. Ah. We might only have onions. So another product is it still uh, fine for the the client or not that we don't know and then we go for substitutes maybe well, if let, we can. let's see what the onions and shallots <laughs> actually are here because two weeks ago on this podcast um, we had uh, an episode on back office treasury with uh, Francisco Castro who was here uh, with his rasgueado fingers playing flamenco and and talking to us about what they do in the back office treasury now there you have it's money there okay so it's uh, you know it's trading it's more like what we think of as let's say a wall street or a city firm doing some trading mm-hmm. that's let's say that's his onions mm-hmm. but what what about you guys what what is it in your case is mm-hmm. it uh, well you tell me well in in the end so to to put it in in simple terms it's really the whatever is agreed at the front the front office together with the client uh, in the back office, we are um, recording those uh, agreements and translating them into a into the language uh, that the system will will understand, if you will. Um, and so it is recording transactions, which includes indeed the settlements that Francisco is is also concerned with. Um, before, however, it gets to the recording, this is where Ilico comes in. Um, she reviews those agreements, i.e the contracts and mm-hmm. sees whether that is in agreement with what we can actually deliver in the back office. So because ultimately we want to make sure that uh, any of these agreements um, are structurally correct and they will be factually correct in the end. Uh, so especially today where the, the products they get more and more complex and more and more complicated um, as we want to you know, reach deeper into them into the market and offer more bespoke products. Mm-hmm. Um, translating it into the system language, if you will, um, is, is, is important for the future life uh, of, of the loan. So the monitoring, the reporting, and also the communication with the client. And, um, and, and, and I think that is, this, this is what makes the, the, the role of the back office uh, essential. Can you give us a, an example of, of, of a, you know, not specifically a, a deal, but uh, but a hypothetical deal that the loan officer has agreed with the, with the client, and which, um, because of a nuance that you would spot, would not work. 
like what kind of a thing are we talking about? I guess, uh, uh, you know, it's not that the loan officer has gone and promised an interest rate that we cannot actually uh, deliver. What kind what, what, by what kind of a thing would it be that where you would step in and say that, sorry, we can't, we can't actually do it? Um, I remember you had a podcast with uh, Christos Stoikov a couple of mm. uh, months ago, probably. Yes, yes about quasi-equities exactly, and things. Exactly. For yes. example, this is a new product that we've been mm-hmm. working for just a few years. And some of the structures that the loan officers have in mind might not be so easy to implement in the systems. So some of the interest rate structures, uh, we cannot translate them one-to-one into the system. That would need Chris' team to intervene manually which mm-hmm. we try to avoid. So we always take time to, to talk through what they actually need, what's the business need behind, how we could tweak maybe the interest rate structure so that it fits the business need, but also makes Christian happy at mm-hmm. the end and, and his team and the system. Okay, and so when the when Christo there is, is doing one of his deals with some you know funky new innovative company, he gets a great idea. He says, I want to do this, and he, he comes back to you, and then you... You rain on his parade. You you tell him, no, we could do this or we could do that. But what kinds of things are you are you looking for there? If he's doing something that's quite new, how do you figure out if it can be done? Uh, but asking lots of questions. And here I don't want to go into details about peak interest and the interest uh-huh. rate frequency because you will fall off uh, the chairs immediately. Uh, but these are the, the details. Uh, this is very very, very detailed uh, technical questions that we discuss with them. Uh, but still, uh, the business decision is with them. So we just reflect that, uh, sorry, f- for example, this solution, if we interrupt the interest rate frequency and we move from a payment in kind interest to cash interest, wouldn't work from a system point of view or would mean that we need to develop something in the system uh, so that Chris team uh, can pick it up correctly. So let's let's start yes. with with your team and then we'll okay. go to Chris and see what what part of the back office you're you're dealing with. So contracts, reviews, yes. and amendments. Mm-hmm. So contracts, reviews, presumably is itself. right at yeah. the start, figuring mm-hmm. out is this something we can do. Yes. Amendments. Does that mean people come back later to the back office and oh, say yes. this contract has to be changed? Yes, of course. Yeah, quite a few of them uh, for various reasons. Uh, After they're signed. After they sign, uh, there could be um, a mistake in the contract and we have to amend or f- conditions changed in the meantime in the credit uh, aspect of the bank. So the, the securities need to be changed. There are all kinds of aspects that they uh, come back to us and then we have to amend the contract. The pricing changes. So It could be maybe compared to if you go to your bank, you've gotten a mortgage for your house. Turns out the situation has changed somewhat and you... You need to maybe skip one payment or two or uh, you want to have a different structure because it fits your new income. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same here. Mm-hmm. It's, we would initiate a restructuring uh, and see how we can accommodate the new situation mm-hmm. whilst uh, maintaining the financial neutrality also for the bank. What about uh, for, for uh, what, what they would call plain vanilla loans, like something that we mm-hmm. do all the time? Is there a back office function also for that, or is the back office only relevant for these kinds of very tailor-made products that you were talking about? Like if I go to my bank and I ask them for a for a mortgage for my apartment, is there a back office function for for that kind of a standard product? 
Well, in, in fact, the back office covers everything from simple plain vanilla to the very complex ones. So uh, in the end, there's no segregation by product type per se. Okay. Um, uh, so what are, what are some of the more kind of a routine back office functions that, that would be that someone needs to take care of for a very simple, um, ordinary, everyday loan? Yeah. Well, so it starts off with Illico's part, yes. right? So Illico is, is reviewing the contracts, making sure everything is in line with the, the stipulations in the contract that uh, that are relevant mm-hmm. for the financial clauses. And um, and once that's that's done and it's signed by the client, we will, and I'm jumping a little bit ahead, we come to the disbursement of the funds. So mm-hmm. the client yes. will receive the funds. Uh, that is a separate unit that is doing that. Uh, once the funds have, have gone out, that's where it can get really creative. It's It could be very simple. The client pays back at each maturity, no mm-hmm. problem there. Or he uh, indeed gets into trouble and uh, we have to adjust the loan in one way or another. Uh, this is, by the way, the unit where, where I come in. Um, and uh, and if everything works well, uh, then and either way, whether it works well or not, we always hope to get the funds back. It's a loan in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where there is another unit. It's a reflows unit where uh, the expected cash is matched with the funds that come in. Uh, so the funds are allocated. And uh, once everything has been repaid with the interest, then the case is closed. Mm-hmm. Is is any of that automated? Is there a lot of technology involved here? Well, technology is kind of key to the... And we have come a very far way in the back offices. It used to be uh, based on telexes and uh, communication with the client is uh, licking the envelopes and sending them out. Um, so w- we have really come a very long way. And... Um, what we it's it's a bit like if you it's a bit like the the, the intelligent house right? intelligent home the smart mm-hmm. home um, that we have today we we want to achieve a complete integration among all the systems the risk is that because of these new products that are propping up um, that uh, that there is the notion of plain vanilla has uh, is fading more and more as 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 the products get more creative, uh, and so the systems they need to adapt to that new world, mm-hmm. um, just like a smart home. Mm-hmm. You you want to uh, you want to access the TV via your smartphone, or switch on and off the lights. If there are external events or influences, the blinds should go down, and you should be alarmed if there's smoke in the house. And it's it's pretty much the same that we mm-hmm. have. We have here the the communication of the systems uh, need to be such that uh, we reduce the risk, the operational risk of notably uh, manual entry. Hmm. In the in in the joke that you performed so nicely in the beginning, I sensed that there was a little bit of tension between the front office and the back office. Is that? Is that only the joke, or is that something that uh, that that is a tension in financial institutions in in general? I think the joke just describes the the main characteristics of communication between front and back, and it's really a matter of communication. So, front office assumes one thing when they tell us something, and we assume something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really have to be very aware. 
and investigate a lot. Sometimes we call ourselves detectives as well, just to find out what they really mean, what they really want, mm -hmm. and then translate it into our own technical language. Okay. I think that's why the automation is so important, isn't it? Yes. Such yes. that the it, um, it's, it is more structured, that mm -hmm. there's no um, ambiguity in, exactly. the, in the instructions. Mm -hmm. Is it a different personality, a person who works in the, the back office compared to a front office person? What do you think? Uh, I, I worked in front office functions as well, so it helps me in my current function to think with both minds. Mm -hmm. um, so it helps. Uh, it's, a, it's a different mentality perhaps, but I think also the role in the... So the, the, the people in the back office, it's not, it's not any more... Um, uh, sort of a, a center of, of low-cost support as one would, would imagine it to be. It's rather, I would say, a source of, of, of skill, of uh, people who are now sourced from all kinds of or different parts of the business, from the front, from the middle, from mismanagement, from, uh, yes. from the outside, such that this holistic view over the business is never lost. It is not an idea, it's not the concept of pressing the button and you've, it lights up green so you've done it correctly. Uh, you, you have to understand what you're doing. Um, and, and you uh, have to understand in several languages. I mean, EIB is really special for back office because we have contracts in several languages and the product uh, palette is really, really wide. So on one day you can work on a quasi-equity, on senior loan, on, on a bond, uh, or a subsidized loan in different languages, English, French, uh, German, and you're supposed to know all of them and pick them up very very quickly what's behind what's in the wording how it's shown in the system uh, you mentioned earlier the analogy with the smart house and uh, I imagine technology is playing a big part in in uh, in the various functions of a back office is the goal of all this to basically liquidate the back office altogether and just to make sure that whatever the front office guys agree, it just magically, automatically takes place. Well, I would think that the auditors would like that. Mm. Um, I, uh, I don't think that will ever be possible, um, notably because we, we are, uh, especially these days, in, in an environment where we are of seeing more innovative products, and that is developing. And as as, as the markets are changing, um, the back office has to change along with it. Um, so yes, we try to go for for as much automation as possible. Um, but it's the exceptions and the new uh, products that uh, make this task very uh, very difficult indeed. It sounds like, you know, the reputation from a long time ago of the back office was that that would be where the nerd would sit, you know, pressing the buttons, making sure things added up and sending the money out and receiving the money and so on. But that now, because banking is actually so much more complicated, it actually takes experts in that role to, to oversee what the front office is doing, to make sure, essentially to make that part of the product that the bank is offering rather than just something that kind of makes the money come in and out? I would say that we are providing more active support to front office. So uh, we are there, they can reach out to us, we're there to explain and we can think with their heads as well. Well, thank you for allowing us to, to think with your heads for a little bit uh, today. <laughs> if thank that's you. not too crazy a concept.
Um, subscribe to this podcast, as we mentioned earlier, but we'll mention it again because uh, our friendly uh, marketing guy, Martin, has told us we should mention it three times. So you got away with only twice this time on this episode. We need to increase our subscribe asks. But that's just so that you should get this episode popping with Allah and his fairy wings out of your out of your phone every week. Um, be in touch with us on Twitter so that you can tell us what you would like to hear about uh, in the world of finance. I'm at EIB Matt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T. And I'm at Dollar Tankler, A-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. And tune in next week. We'll have uh, technical assistance uh, from uh, a Dictionary of Finance podcast by the European Investment Bank.